Listener discretion is advised as the Ebenistas podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, f- well, hello, Jabby. How are you today? <laughs> Good. I'm almost done with Squid Game. Oh, yay. So close. I started falling asleep last night. We were like the last 20 minutes. And I was okay, so what are your thoughts? Um, I like it, but it's not like an amazing show to me. Okay. Um, it's, I like, um, like I like the concept. I always like stuff like, you know, fight to the death kind of stuff. I think it's interesting uh, what people, the whole idea of what people will do um, when they're faced with, you know, this or that. Which a lot of people think that, you know, they're like, oh, I would never do those things. You know, they're like, oh, I'm above that and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're not above it. Like when when it comes to humanity, like every, all bets are off kind of thing. Um, so um, I don't know. I think it's a cool concept. Um, again, last 20 minutes, I don't know what can happen. So we'll see. Okay. So for me, I think the Squid Games represents like the worst part of society right now. Like on one hand, what people will pay for just to get a thrill when they are rich and they have experienced so much. And so they're they're literally competing, like watching humans compete. I think that and then the fact that these people are willing to go through so much, sacrifice other people. And I think the part that really like bothered me the most was when they all left and they all came back for a little bit more, despite how brutal it was and the the stakes, you know, like it was really interesting. And then the people that you think are going to be the biggest villains end up not being the biggest villains, you know? So um, it it showed the worst sides of humanity. Uh, So not that it's like some groundbreaking show, but it's different. It's, It's different than what we've seen on TV before. So I liked it though. Overall, I think it was decent. Like it wasn't groundbreaking like at all, which I like, we literally have Hunger Games already. And we've had, I mean, books like that have been coming out for years. Yeah. Um, um, decades. So it's not a big deal. But I like, I mean, it's different. Uh, so in, own sense, but, in terms know. of like, okay, so I know this is, this is where just supposed to be like, whatever, banter, banter, banter. But um, <laughs> I was watching Joe Lasso because I woke up, I fell asleep at like eight o'clock, like a grandma on a Friday. And then I woke up at like one and I was up and I was like, well, let me watch Joe Lasso. Or is that it? Right. Ted Lasso. I've gosh, never heard Ted of Lasso. It. So they, it won like best comedy series with Jason Sudeikis. And it is such a good show, mm-hmm. but I, it definitely ties into today's theme of today of like toxic positivity mm-hmm. where his wife was divorcing him because she couldn't take his never ending, like exuberance. She mm. was like, yeah, I can't like, it makes me feel like I can't, ha-. you know, she didn't go into this, but for me, it's like when you're dating someone or talking to someone or married to someone that is always positive, mm-hmm. um, it can be draining on you. But anyway, we're going to cover all that today. So I'm not going to like jump ahead. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, we also went, well, we went on date night last night, so it was nice to go see a movie. We finally went to the movie theater. We ventured out into the movie theater and okay. we went to the Alamo Draft House. I don't know if you've ever been to one of those, but it's one of those movie theaters where it's like they serve you dinner and everything. Yeah. yeah and I so, love that. Like Cine Bistro. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to go see the Eternals. Um, have you seen it yet? Yes. Okay. We're late. Listen. No, you know, 
I was talking to one of my friends and they were like, what are you watching? And I was like, all these Marvel shows. And they're like, are you watching this? I was like, no, Grey's Anatomy. No, I, I, I'm obsessed with Marvel stuff. So I watch that like the day that it comes out, like my ticket purchase in advance. Like I can't even, I can't. Yeah. I have to, it's a must. No, see, like we haven't watched Loki. We last thing we watched was the one with Scarlet Witch, um, the show. WandaVision? Yeah, that's the last one that we watched. <sighs> okay, so I'm gonna be honest, you can skip the one with um what's his name? The arm and the, the what's his so so little do Soldier, I the winter soldier guy? Yes. Okay. Those are my two least favorite characters but in the so Marvel high. series. okay i'm super excited about the eternals and the characters that they're bringing in because they're bringing in so many of like the game of thrones hotties um richard madden mean um john snow and kit harrington yes yeah so what did you think of the eternals i liked it and i came in immediately like when i so what i I, what i saw what i saw it like immediate when i knew that it was coming out i was like okay I'm going to see this. I don't like previews in the first place. I don't like spoilers. So whenever I see stuff like that, I don't look at it because they always give away the best parts. So I don't look at spoilers or something like that. But I knew who was in it. Like I knew like certain people. And I was like, shit. I was annoyed that um, they chose to cast big names at first. And I was like, why? I was like, this is taken away. It, I feel like sometimes when you cast too big of names, it takes away from like character development, then you're always looking at the screen and you're going, oh my God, like Angelina, 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 it's Andrew, you know, and it, it kind of messes with my head a little, whatever. Um, anyways, with that being said, um, I understood the assignment, I think. And I was like, let me just say, this is its own movie. Let me just separate them from their, I had a feeling that they were going to mention, obviously things in the Marvel universe, but I was like, let me just, think of this as its own separate universe. And it worked out for me. And I was able to enjoy it as its own movie and its own superhero movie. So I enjoyed it. I liked it actually. And I was appreciative of the bigger names having smaller roles um, and them not overly using them. But I knew as soon as Angelina came on that screen, I was like, she made more money in her first five minutes than everyone (laughs) on this screen. And I'm not mad at it at all. So here's my honesty moment. I wanted to love the Eternals. It had all the things that I liked. Like, I was like, oh, this is about to check off all my boxes. And I was just like, what? The plot was all over the place. Like, I watched the whole thing and I'm still confused. Like, I... I have so many questions, but I think they did the best that they could with the script. And I know they're, they're using it as like a building block for other movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to hang tight. I felt like, anyway, I'm, I'm not, I'm just going to hang, yeah. hang tight and just see what happens with it. That's I love funny. the deaf girl. Like that was awesome. Um, it was, they, they did well, they did their, the best that they could, but it was just, anyway. Okay. Yeah, we did give away a little bit too much, but That's right. <laughs> uh, I'll cut some of it out. Okay. <laughs> The holiday season is upon us, and we all know that means running around to find that perfect gift for your loved one. This year's a little different, so let Wink help you. Head to wink.mivh.net backslash ebonistas and give the gift that keeps giving. Your loved ones will have so much fun taking Wink's quiz to find the wines that are perfectly curated for them. Again, visit wink.mivh.net backslash ebonistas and make the holidays a little bit brighter.
But anyways, right. sorry. Go ahead, Dorian. Let us know what we're talking about today. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to all of our listeners. This does a, uh, oh, let's try it again. Welcome. <laughs> this is another episode of the Ebenistas podcast. Uh, I am Dorian, and we also have Jabby. Drink and Jabby. So today uh, we're going to cover uh, the, our latest installment of the toxic series, uh, Toxic Positivity, because it is it is possible to be too positive. Yeah. Um, but before we get started, we want to remind you guys, please like, follow and subscribe on all of our social medias, the Ebenistas, Ebenistas podcast. Just find us. You can find us. There's not many of us out there. And don't forget TikTok because your girl, this one right here is Loki. So, Jabby, what is your drink of the day? Who sings that song, by the way? What song? TikTok, don't stop. Kesha. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so I found, and I actually went out. Actually, I did not go out. I asked Bill very nicely if he would go and get the ingredients for me. <laughs> I need a husband, y'all. Find me one. <laughs> um, I mean... Or, I mean, don't you have, you have, um, Shireen, Shireen girl. My bestie lives about 20 something miles away. So yeah, ain't ain't none of that. Like, I mean, if I needed something, yes, I could be like, bestie, come take care of me. And she would, but I, no, that's crazy. Not for your ingredients though. No. You can always use grizzly. We don't have that here. Um, you know, cause the, the, liquor laws in Georgia are like crazy. So they don't deliver a lot of places, but it's okay. I'm fine. I can get, I can use other things to get like wine and champagne and beer, but I, anyway, go ahead. Tell me what you're drinking. Sorry. Um, so I found the toxic tonic and it kind of, I'm not going to go over all the ingredients, whatever. It's supposed to be like bright green, but I put, um, cause you're supposed to, it's kind of like this tropical, thing kind of feel to it kind of with this bright greenness um but I put dragon fruit in it instead of pineapple and so it turned this like reddish okay color and I tried to pour more of the green Midori inside of it and it did not (laughs) I can see a little tinge of it there like on the edges you know right yeah yeah but it did it and so I was like but anyways, it reminds me of the garbage pail kids. And I was like, that's fine. This okay. is about a toxic anyways, toxicity anyway. So, but the highlight is there's moonshine in it and mommy loves moonshine. So I actually have some as well. <gasps> cool. What did you get? Um, so today I got something called liquid sunshine. Um, it's supposed to be like rum and like orange juice and pineapple and then like some grenadine and then the grenadine is supposed to sit like at the bottom to kind of create like a gradient kind of effect. Oh, that like, um, did not happen for me. Uh, <laughs> so eventually it just like mixes. Yeah. Like, um, tequila sunrise kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm drinking out of my Ebenistas glass. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Salud. Cheers. Cheers. Mine is pretty good. I don't know about you. Mine is good. Mine is, I was pretty happy. I was like, and then I looked at the moonshine bottle of a bill and I was like, 100 proof. And I was like, mommy's about to be day drunk. <laughs> Being day drunk is the best because you get the best sleep afterwards. Um, yeah, I'm okay. supposed to read after this. Like, I have like 14 chapters to read. 
Good luck for my next class. So you got this. You got this. Just stay focused. Drink some water. Stay hydrated. You got this. Okay. (laughs) So in the spirit of that, we took a quiz, right? About how positive your thinking is. Um, Okay. So Jabby, what did you get? I got a 46. So do you know what the 46 part means? Yes. The 46 means I landed right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Basically, I sometimes think super positive. Sometimes I think negative. I'm just in the middle, just hanging out in the middle. So I got a 53. <laughs> <laughs> so it says that overall, I'm a positive thinker who enjoys life. I like people, fun, and I'm probably the type of person other people like to be around. Uh, my optimism is a real asset for my mental health and general well-being. So I don't disagree with that, but I took another quiz before finding this one. And it was like, you, what did it say? It was, it was such a truth bomb that I was like, oh, I'm definitely not talking about this, but here I am doing it anyway. It It was like, you shirk responsibility. Like the, the thought of being responsible for things gives you major anxiety. And sometimes you'll project your, um, that, that the, the, the fear of being responsible onto other people around you and then resent them for it. And I was like, that's a little too real. It's, it's, it's like eight in the morning, man. Like I can't, but it's true. That is very true about me. I, as much as I hate to admit it, but I'm trying to work on being more self-aware. Um, but I am super responsible in some ways, but I have, a, I have a hard time with it overall. So, um, anyway, I love uh, you that, so much. <laughs> I, sh- I shared it. Cause I thought that you would enjoy it back. I felt like it would kind of, you know, like, listen, you like, oh, yes. The fact is, is that we're all on this journey together. And you know what? I thought about it too. And I was like, I, when I took this test, this test, I don't think I'm had enough questions personally, mm-hmm. um, because a test, and I don't think it was deep enough because a deep enough test probably would have shown that I probably would have been on the other spectrum of that and probably was more of a negative thinker, mm-hmm. um, where I probably would have, would probably argue and say it's more of a realist, um, <laughs> um, in my defense, but where other people could say that it's more negative thinking. So again, we're just all on this journey together, just trying to figure it out. And that's, and we, all we are is a result of all it is, is just a result of all our experiences at the end mm-hmm. of the day. So, yeah. and Hey, good job. Pat on the back for where we are and Ooh. we're talking about it. So yes. here we go, guys. <laughs> um, so toxic positivity. I just wanted to give a clear, what? toxic positivity that you said toxic positive ed and i was like what say it again maybe maybe it skipped maybe the thing skipped toxic positivity is a societal assumption that regardless of a person's emotional pain or stressful life situation that they should think happy thoughts like dory just keeps swimming just keeps swimming swimming which i love and i think is adorable but it's also um and this comes from the um, licensed clinical psychologist, Jamie Zuckerman. Um, You can look her up. She has her own little cute little website and she's adorable, by the way. I saw her picture this morning and I was like, oh, she's adorable. Will you be my clinical psychologist, please? Um, I need all the drugs. Thank you. Um, (laughs) But this is also an avoidant strategy that people can use um, so that they can push away their negative thoughts and their feelings so that they don't feel bad, um, so they can move on with their lives. And that can be really harmful for people. 
Yeah. I, so, uh, you know, when we first started talking about this subject, I was, I have been delving into a lot of different issues, but having good vibes only, it sounds great, right? But it can also be toxic because when you have that toxic positivity, it denies people, yourself included, the mm -hmm. authentic support that they need like to cope with what they're facing. So if I tell you like, oh my gosh, you know, I have, you know, I have some, some particular disease or whatever, and it's, it's eating away at my joints. Or I don't know. Right. And your response to that is, oh, it's okay. If you think positive, like all that pain will go away. The pain is just in your mind and it's just in your head. And, you know, so then now I can't share with you that like, I wake up every day and I have this and I have that. I can't talk to you. I, I think that's a, um, a symptom of that. Like a lot of people use that. Uh, sorry, let me back up. When people share things like that, you know, like chronic diseases or let's say like depression, anxiety, things like that. And your response is things like, you know, look for the silver lining, you know, and you're trying to be helpful sometimes, or maybe sometimes where you think you're trying to be helpful, maybe what you're really saying is like, your negativity is like giving me anxiety about things that may be going on with me. And I don't want to feel like that. And I'm uncomfortable feeling that sadness. I'm uncomfortable going there with you or, you know, whatever. And that's not the response that some people need. Some people need you to feel that loneliness with them. They need you to feel uncomfortable with them and feel a natural human connection with them. And um, I think it's important for support to have proper support because as friends and family, like they need you there for. Um, so if you can't be comfortable in those in that atmosphere for people, I, I, I don't think we have this in our notes, actually, when I think about this. Um, I think people, you have to learn, you have to do a process with yourself to learn how to become comfortable in, the, in that process with yourself before you can help other people, right? Yeah, I wholeheartedly. Right? Yeah, no. I'm a little like, warm already. This drink is really good. <laughs> so I think you know one of my goals this year, and we talked about this a few months ago, was to allow myself to full, to full, to feel the full spectrum of of, of my emotions. Really good too. I mean, you must yeah. be feeling it too. Um, because I would only, I'm like, I'm very comfortable expressing like when I'm happy or when I'm going through positive things, but when I go through negative things or I feel negative feelings, I tend to shut down and isolate myself. And then it, it almost seems like to everyone around me that like Doreen's always happy. She's always in a good mood. And it's just, I don't allow myself the vulnerability to mm -hmm. express that to other people. And so, you know, that was a big thing because I think I was doing this toxic positivity thing too, where I was like, if someone told me anything bad, I would immediately try to make it better, like try to make it more positive, like, well, it's going to be okay. And, you know, da, da, da. and I would just immediately try to comfort them. But now yeah. in, in talking to my friends, if I hear that they're really going through something, I ask them first, like, hey, before you really get started, like, do you need me to listen? Or do you need me to help you solve this problem? And, yeah. and, and that way, I know what you're looking for from me, because it makes it a lot easier for me to know the place that you need. Because sometimes I just want to vent. I love yeah. to vent. I am a whiner and a complainer. Y'all don't know, but I am. And but everyone I don't, is. And, but sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I think guys are good for this. Like where they want to be like, okay, here's how you solve that problem. You need to do this, this, that. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I know how to problem solve. I just want to talk about the experience that happened to me and have someone who, who knows me hear about it. Yeah. And then I can feel better. So um, yeah, anyway. So yeah. 
Yeah, I think I, I agree. It is, it is really important to not be so quick to say that. Like I had someone, um, anyway, I don't want to get into that. So yeah, let's go. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> so I do want to, so let's, let's, I want to, I want to guess, share my definition of what toxic positivity is. Yeah. Okay. So from with the one that I like the most, it refers to the concept that keeping positive and keeping positive only is the right way to live your life. It means only focusing on positive things and enjoying anything that may, I'm sorry, and rejecting anything that may trigger a negative emotion. So I, I remember I had someone tell me this is years ago. They were just like, you don't have the right to complain about anything. Like you have a decent job, you make decent money, you have a nice boyfriend, you don't have kids. So you don't have the responsibilities that I do. Like you don't have the right to complain. Only I can. And I'm like, uh, yeah, sis, that's not how this works. Like we all have our joys and, and you know, like, I don't, no. I don't, I don't have the right to like, that's yeah. So anyway, um, um so I kind of want to ask like what this person had. Oh, I can't encounter, but that will give away like probably who the person is. And I'll see you later. Yeah. But, and I can kind of, I'm kind of guessing in my head, but I, I hate that. I hate the life is worse for me game, like the, the competitiveness thing, but that goes into other toxicity. Um, so let's jump into the next thing, right? So yeah. the big part that we see is um, social media. So social Ooh. media is huge, huge, huge with toxic positivity. Um, and I don't even think sometimes that people recognize it because we're so big um, on, on trying to help each other, right? And even sometimes, like I notice sometimes on our timeline too, like if we and we try to do it like we want to focus on mental health because you want to help people right really right. Like, mental health what we can do is like focus on like breathing you know and focus on this and focus on that but what also comes with mental health right is we want to make sure that you feel those feelings you know and so um even if they're negative so yeah. what you want to remind yourself is that on social media sometimes those feelings, those things that you're seeing or people are posting, I'm happy all the time. I'm doing this all the time. It's not like that all the time. You know, like people, it would be silly and it would be irresponsible to sit there and think that like everything on your timeline is always like that, that other people are living like this all the time. Like people post like what they want you to see. And that's, that's what it is, you know, like, of course they want you to, sh to see them walking down the red carpets, you know, of course I want you to see me like living my best life. Like, I don't want you to see me like on my like bathroom floor drunk at like 2am because I had a horrible day because my boss yelled at me, you know, because I forgot like the T, <laughs> you know, could have crossed the T, you know, whatever it is. No one does that anymore. I really feel like a lot of people don't do that. I feel like MySpace, I'm going to say this. I feel like MySpace was the last time that you saw like a lot of negative kind of posting, right? Like pictures kind of thing. And I was guilty of that when I was younger. Like I did a lot of like these 
emo kind of posting <laughs> pictures. Yeah. I was caught up in that for a minute. And it was bad. Like, I remember I was going through like a bad breakup and like it was weird for me. And I was like, I didn't put my feelings and but that's how I dealt with it. And, but now it's all about positive, 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 and it makes people feel some type of way. Yeah. So social media is toxic in itself. Um, you know, I will say that, especially, so I remember on Facebook, if you remember when we used to speak in, oh gosh, I always mess this up. Uh, first person, when we used to speak in first person, like, do you remember that on Facebook where it was like, Doreen is, or second person, sorry. God, I see, I told you, I was gonna mess it up. Doreen <laughs> is whatever, whatever. I am whatever. Like you had to speak that way. That's how it was set up. And what? this was like a couple years, right? And so if you look back at those, like I was like, Doreen is sad today because I miss my friends. And I'm like, it is so cringy what? to go back. But really? I- yeah, I expressed myself on social media. Like I said that I was sad and I was happy. I was writing poetry and that's how it was. But then like, you remember? Wait. Okay. So this is when Facebook first came out, right? Yes. yes. Like when it was only for college students, I think, yes. right? Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. So, and then once they took that away, I think people felt like they didn't have to be as personal. And then it started this whole, like, I'm only going to show what I want to show. I'm going to have this curated feed of what I want my life to be yeah. and what I want other people to think my life is. And then when Instagram happened, it kind of transitioned and they continued even more there. Like people are out here, like going to jail because they're trying to live, live these lives on social media and make it seem yeah. like their lives are amazing. Um, there was, um, and then so to, to that point, this is one of the reasons why I like TikTok, because people are out here talking about their traumas, their abuse. Like this one girl was like how her boyfriend, you know, was like, you know, I love he's like, I think it's cute that you like when we're like cuddling, you put your hands like in the front of my pants. He's like, but it's kind of weird. Like, why do you do that? And she was like, oh, it's just like a family thing. My dad used to do the same thing when I was little to show me affection. Girl, what? And, but they are putting it out there. Like, it's not all good. It's not all bad. It gets messy and it helps other people deal with their trauma and trying Wait. not to. Uh-huh. Oh, you don't miss skip over that? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But I need to be back up. Um, yeah. He posted this video. He did. She posted this video. Was this recapping the information? Yes. She yes. recapped the information that she received when her boyfriend told her this is not the right response like he was like girl what that's no so she's recapping telling people on social media I had the wrong response I didn't know that this it didn't occur to her until her boyfriend pointed out that Mm. that was some inappropriate touching um and a lot of people I mean that's why I like TikTok so much. It's because it really gives you like the full, the full feel, all the feels like it's, it's there for entertainment. It's there for like, you know, going back down memory lane, messy TikTok, all sorts of stuff. But then there's also that trauma TikTok. There's even like a therapy TikTok, which little bite-sized bits of therapy is a great. Um, so anyway, but yeah. So the other thing that Jamie Zuckerman says is that by avoiding our negative feelings, um, it can cause us to go even deeper into um, our mental health issues and physical health issues. Um, we can have disrupted sleep, 
um, substance abuse risk, um, acute stress responses, prolonged grief, or PTSD. So we want to make sure that we are actually dealing with our issues, not sitting there and going, it's fine, everything is fine. That reminds me of the meme, and I love that meme of the dog sitting in the house and the house is on fire. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, everything is fine. I'm fine. So I think by avoiding difficult emotions, you lose valuable information. Uh, so when you're scared, you know, your emotions are telling you, be aware of your surroundings. Something's not quite right here. But if you shut down that response, because you're only trying to stay in these positive areas, mm-hmm. um, you're kind of removing the information that your emotions are telling you. So they give you a snapshot of what's going on at any given moment, but they don't tell you exactly what to do or how to react. But yeah, that, that's another way that I think is, is important because if you, anyway, yeah, I think that's good enough. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> I know. I'm so random like that. Okay, I'm so, leave it in. I'm leaving it in because that's so, hilarious. Okay, so, I'm done. When Jabby and I first started talking about creating a podcast, we struggled to find a way to record in two different states without it sounding terrible. And that's where Squadcast comes in. Yes, Squadcast has been a lifesaver for noobs like ourselves. Squadcast makes it simple to record studio quality shows. It does the hard part of separating individual audio tracks without the fuss of chords that connect here and there and go there and all that nonsense. Facts. So find the plan that works best for you with flexible pricing that Squadcast has to offer and upgrade your podcasting life. Visit our link at ebonistas.com on the sponsor page and get a seven day free trial. Happy recordings. <laughs> so the other part is what happens if you continue to shut down those emotions? You are making those things worse. You're creating this giant ball of resentment and anger and frustration. And if there's one thing we have learned about mental health is that you can you can suppress it as much as you want to, but it will come out it will come, it, it'll come find you at maybe at the worst possible times. I will come get you. Yes. A little rage. <laughs> um, so the big thing that we want to talk about um, as we wrap up is how do we overcome this? Um, so the big thing about, you know, having these emotions um, and when you have negative emotions is you don't want to overload yourself with these brand new tasks. Like, the example that they give is like, if you've never played chess before and you're going through like these crazy emotions, these crazy things that are, that you're doing, don't sit there and try to learn chess. Like, unless that's in your personality, you know, like if it's not in your personality to learn something new, when you're going through something stressful, don't do it. Like, then you're just adding on more stress and you're adding on these like things that are just like, I can't do it. What if you fail at it? And then you're sitting there, you're going, I'm a failure even more. And you're, well, yeah, it's, it's also an avoidant strategy of how not to deal with your feelings. Some people will bury themselves in like keeping busy to like numb themselves. Um, you know, they'll, they'll say, Hey, I'm going to go pick up this person. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go volunteer. I'm going to go adopt a dog. I'm going to, I'm going to cook. I'm going to learn how to make candles. I'm going to, they, they distract themselves from those, those feelings by keeping themselves so incredibly busy that they don't have time to face those emotions. And like I said, it will come back to haunt you. So whenever I go through a breakup, right, I know this is weird and random, but whenever I go through a breakup, I like really delve into it. Like I, I, I like, 
like to really feel those feelings. Like I create like a sad playlist. I like turn off the lights. Like I really let myself feel things. Like I'll start writing poetry and I'll start journaling like crazy. I do my Mm -hmm. best huh not the 15 year old poetry oh yeah 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 I bust all that out but I let myself feel those feelings you know like I'm like no I'm sad and it's okay to be sad I have I have the right to be sad there's something to be sad about and I really just like cry it out if well sometimes the crying doesn't happen but I do let myself really feel those feelings because it's so better than when I would just try to like move on with someone else really quickly and then you're you just carry on all that damage you need that healing time in order to get better so yeah or I mean like honestly and I don't shame anybody I mean like whatever you need to do to get over whatever feelings that you're feeling go do it yeah if that means that you need to you want to go have like like for me personally if I'm going through it my thing is like, I need to go to a bar <laughs> and like have a couple beers and feel those feelings. Then I go and I feel my feelings. And then I go and I work out like really hard for like the next like two weeks. I like, I go hard and fucking paint. And then I'm just like, oh, really good. That felt good. Like I felt good, you know, and, or I go and I paint, you know, like, but that brings me to my second thing in, in um, overcoming, right? It says stick with what you know until you feel better. So for example, if you love cooking, which is another thing that I really like, um, try some different recipes. Doing something that's an extension of our existing behavioral repertoire um, requires less cognitive effort and protects us from, from um, setting. So basically it says, it's basically you're, you're keeping yourself from setting these unrealistic expectations of yourself and keeping yourself from, again, these failures that could happen. Not saying that you will fail at chess, just saying that it, it'll you know keep you from, if you do fail, that you're gonna beat yourself up even more. You know, like just, it's okay to be kind to yourself and just go, you know what, you know what I know about how to do? I know how to cook really good cookies. And cookies are good and I can be successful at making cookies and I'm going to bake the shit out of cookies and give them to my neighbors. And sometimes I do that. I know how to make banana bread really well. And sometimes I just hand all my neighbors a bunch of banana bread and they're like, God damn it, that bitch. Sometimes she just gives us too much banana bread and I don't care because I eat it up. <laughs> I think we all know someone who might be a little toxic, to- toxic, and overly positive. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know a few people that are like that. And then if you are like that, recognize that you're doing it. And and I think sometimes people don't know how to display empathy and it makes them uncomfortable when people are so vulnerable and out there that they will change the subject or just try to throw something positive to kind of like move past it. Um, But try to fight that feeling of doing that and just stay in the present moment, feel what you feel and then hold on to it for a second and then release it and let it go. Like, that's fine but don't just shut it down immediately. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm not sad today. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last two things were, Dorian kind of hit it, um, were um, feel your feelings, literally. But, um, and this is something that I learned, was feeling it in your body, which I thought was really strange to me when I first heard it. Um, and it's something kind of new that I think a lot of ther- therapists are doing, um, which is what? I got really excited because I've been reading this book about how the body stores trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, like 
I remember I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, I had something traumatic happen a few months ago. And she was like, oh God, what you're about to like that some medical condition is going to pop up for you because I store that trauma. Like they say your hips hold a lot of the trauma, like your tension here and like the, the like neck part and all of that. So um, it is, it is a genuine thing in my opinion. I think that, you know, like your body does store it. So, you know, when I, would try to meditate. I struggled with it because my brain is so busy. My body's really tense. Um, so what I would, I tried this, this, I guess this way of doing it. And they were like, tense up your whole body, like just tense up mm-hmm. and then relax. And my body would relax and it, it worked. I could feel like my shoulders releasing my lower back, mm-hmm. all of that. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, it works. Um, I remember, um, so when I, when I am working and I haven't um, worked in a minute, in, at least in the legal field for a minute, um, when I'm really super stressed, all my stress happens in my upper back. And so when my massage therapist, when she would get to me, she would go, holy shit. She was like, you have boulders in your back. She was like, these are not a joke. And she'd be like, no wonder you have pinched nerves. No wonder you have this. And she was like, all of your stress is in your back. Like we all carry our stress in different parts of our body. So, but when we have immediate stress as well, um, there's apparently like this whole thing that a lot of therapists are doing is like during therapy too, they'll say like, okay, stop. Like not like, it's not to like control you or anything like that is and stop you from having emotions. It's just to get you to understand like, where are you feeling this? you know, like, where are you feeling your emotions? Like, is your arm tensing up? Is your back tensing up? All this stuff? And just feel that feeling kind of thing. Um, and um, just kind of sit with it for a minute and just know that you're feeling it and work through it. Be mindful of it. So, and the other thing is just honestly, be mindful of your triggers at the end of the day. That's the last thing. Figure it out. Like, you know, identify the problem and find the coping strategies to deal with it in a healthy way without avoiding dealing with your negative emotions. There it goes. Toxic positivity. You can always find us again on, um, let me back up. That was me rewinding. Did you like it? It was something. It was good. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So with all that being said, we really hope we gave all of you something to think about and just some reminders to give yourself the okay to not be okay. Sometimes like positive Patty, you can have several fucking seats over there and negative Nancy. Welcome to the fucking party girl. Hey, cheers, bitch. Cause this drink is really good. And you know what? I did have a refill. I don't know if you guys noticed in the video, but like it went from like down here to like up there. Okay. <laughs> but um, listen, we are Ebenistas. Um, you can find us at ebenistas.com. Um, you can find more information about this topic um, on our blog. Um, you can find us at all of your favorite um, podcasts. What's the word am I looking for? Platforms. Yes. So like, subscribe, all of your, all of the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, wait, I I guess Apple podcasts, um, all that. Yes. Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher. Do another one. 
We're on like five things right now. Our Heart Radio, Pandora, Audible, like we we everywhere, y'all. So yeah, like, subscribe, and don't forget to buy us a cup of coffee by yeah, um, yeah coffee by um, supporting us on Patreon. Yeah, I like almond milk or oat milk, so like it's gonna be like seventy five cents to a dollar. You can more, try so. that vegan that vegan coffee drink that Starbucks came out with that Listen, supposed to taste like cookies. It's not even that great. Oh no. It's not. I did it. I did it. Okay. I went for it because I was so excited. I was like, <gasps> I don't even have to ask you guys like to make extra, like do it this way, that way, this way, that. And it was a mouthful, a mouthful when I ordered it. Okay. And it was just sugar, which I, I kind of half expected. Listen, I'll, I'll stick to my um, holiday favorite, which I think is the caramel brulee. And I just ask for oat milk or almond milk instead, none of the topping. And that's it. That makes okay. Whatever. Well, thanks, guys. We love you. Bye. And oh, sorry. No, not yet. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, bye. <laughs> oh, f- the Ebenezer's podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions.